Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Cash That. This is Joe Delera. that's at Joe Delera with producer Corey. And boy, we have a fun episode for you today, uh, especially if you like nerd stuff and the law. So I'm gonna hit you with these first picks. We, You know we've been just giving out hot fire to start off the pod. Um, we are nine and two on the season plus 6.19 units. Uh, we don't unit shame, so whatever your unit size is, like good for you. Um, but we've got, I'm going to give out a couple picks today. These lines, I don't really love these games tomorrow. There's a lot of weird injury news, but we are going to be giving out a couple picks. They're going to be a little tentative. So I will let you know about that, but I like the nuggets plus two Nikola Jokic is playing tonight. So he's playing on Tuesday night. Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise against the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is a back-to-back set. He might sit in this game. But if he does sit, we're not playing the Nuggets plus two. I'm just giving that out right now, and I'm going to let you know that. So keep an eye on his injury news. The next pick is going to be Desmond Bain over either two and a half threes or three and a half threes. We're betting both, and we're going to escalate this up to the over four and a half. He's playing the New York Knicks. We'll talk about why in a little bit, but I love this bet. Home road splits are awesome. And finally... The last pick that I'm going to give out is tentatively right now is the Dallas Mavericks in the first half against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm going to project this line at minus six right now. Uh, That's a line that I like. The Thunder are in full on tank mode. The Mavs need this game. I I'm going to be we're going to be talking about it a little bit more. But what we wanted to do to start off this podcast is we have a uh, we we were thinking about bringing on a guest, but we realized that we actually might be qualified to talk about something for once. So if you guys didn't know, Brian Flores has sued everyone and their mother, including the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins, the NFL, uh, multiple John Doe's, which we could explain later, and the Denver Broncos for racial discrimination in the hiring of the New York Giants' latest football coach. Uh, this is kind of disappointing as a Giants fan because I like the hiring of Brian Dabble. Uh, I thought it was a good hire. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can skirt the rules here. And there are some like very important rules to prevent racial discrimination. So it's, it's a shame that this is kind of happening. And, you know, these opinions are obviously my own and producer Corey's and, you know, we're, this isn't legal advice. This is just our look at this case. We're, we're kind of looking to explain it to you, to try to unpack no, it. No, 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 no. This is legal advice. If you are an NFL <laughs> coach, it feels as if you have been discriminated against, hit us up. Yeah, well, hit up Corey. Yeah, I can't yeah, help hit you. me up. <laughs> but don't talk you know, to his prosecutor. You come knock on my door. Yeah, so talk to Corey, talk to producer Corey, and we will figure it out from there. But, you know, it's, it, I think it's a shame uh, that this has even happened because I think that the one big takeaway from this is obviously besides any racial discrimination issues is that Brian Flores kind of is at a point where, like, I get that he said, you know, maybe this will cost me any future job coaching. I think he already knew that he was never going to get hired again in the first place. So I'm going to bring in our labor and employment law expert, He's got a degree, ladies and gentlemen, producer thank you, Corey. Thank you. So could you tell us kind of, Corey, like, tell us about this. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are this. We probably should have all seen this coming. Have you yeah. looked at the uh, the makeup of the head coaches in the NFL? Yeah. It's, it's point it's, number I mean, 115 on the complaint is a picture of all the coaches. And it's just white guys, old white guys, a couple young literally. ones, but mostly old white guys. Yeah. 
Uh, not um, a great optic. I don't know what you would categorize Bruce Arians, honestly. Uh, that could go either way. Maybe one of his own. I don't know. He's just like, he's as red as the shirt he's wearing. The man is sunburnt. Yeah, I mean, he's he is his own thing. But I, I just, I don't know. Like, there's a lot to unpack in this lawsuit because it's, you know, it's, it's pretty voluminous. And it's not like something that the average person like you can read it and like you can understand some of the storylines and stuff in here but it's it's like very it's very interesting it obviously is a little bit like you know over the top in terms of what is being talked about uh just like because that's that's the way these civil lawsuits are designed like they're supposed to be like very like grandiose and you know like it's like this is a big problem and it is so which you know, brings like, in the class action aspect of it. Yes. And like that, like obviously is going to be interesting to see who pops in on that. Um, I, I'd imagine there might be some other coaches, you know, like Eric Bieniemy. like, I don't know how he hasn't gotten hired to a full coaching gig. Um, you know, especially after going to the Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl, going back to a Super Bowl. It's, it's kind of surprising. It's crazy, really. Yeah. And like individually, that's going to be difficult to prove just in a class action because you have like it's so like discrimination to show it legally is so specific to like certain events that occur. Yeah. That to make that a class action saying like we were all discriminated against. I don't know if they have a class of maybe, I don't know, a dozen people and they have, you know, a dozen different scenarios that they want to play out. Or if they're saying like, here's a generic uh, situation that all of these people have experienced and mark off all the prima facie elements of discrimination. Yeah. Uh, based on race. Yeah. Um, so I, I was going to ask you I don't know how from, they're going to do that. Yeah. I was going to ask you like this lawsuit, it's alleging a lot of different things. Like, I don't, can you do you, like what, what parts of this are really like, you know, like the important parts Relevant? from, yeah. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot to it and there's a lot of like filler and not so to, as call, you said, I mean, it's grandiose. They yeah. throw out this huge fucking complaint. Like I said, uh, 0.115 is just pictures, and it says if you don't think there's a discrimination problem, this photo speaks for itself. Yeah. Like, okay, there will be a motion for summary judgment initially, or a motion to dismiss if they don't want to file an answer right away, um, where a judge or the parties will agree to hack away at whatever excess is in this complaint. Yeah. Uh, because it is just, like, absurd. But it's that's wild. what it is. Like, you want to get eyeballs on it. You want the public on your side. Like it's, it's not a bad option. It's a good play. Yeah. Cause like, it's a 58 page filing. I'm surprised like, it wasn't longer to be honest. Me too. I, like yeah. I was a little surprised too. Like I was skimming it. I was looking at it. I've seen um, shittier ones that were trying to get the spotlight where it's like, Oh, 200. No, not 210. Maybe like 150. Yeah. I um, mean, when but, I saw that the lawsuit started off with a quote, I was like, this is going to be the quote. Read the quote, please. Cause the quote, Sorry, chef's I fucked kiss. this. Chef's sorry, kiss. <laughs> sorry, I fucked this up. I double checked and checked and misread the text. I think they are naming Brian Dabble. I'm sorry about that. BB. Now, the interesting thing, I want to talk about these text messages. That is the immediate text after the caption of the case. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Like, I would never, like, I could never imagine filing something like this. But at the same time, it's like strategically, like, I get why this is happening. Oh, yeah. And then they follow it up with an MLK quote. Yeah. yeah like, like, if you're on the other side of the V here, you're the bad guy. Yeah. You like it's like you, you're you're scum. Yeah. Go Which hire I the mean, white shoe law firm because they're willing to get their hands red and bloody because you're just not gonna look like a good guy no matter what. Even if you made, you know, 
in the Giants situation, if you made like a totally legal call yeah. based on only his character and what you saw as potential, it doesn't matter. They've cornered you into this and it looks yeah. terrible from a PR standpoint. Like, I think one of the things that like, I think is problematic about the lawsuit is that like, it's like you said, like, I don't know how to prove a lot of this stuff, but like Bill Belichick's not in the Giants organization. The claim that they're saying is that like, oh, well, he's privy to information like like maybe. But also like that, like that could have been like there's so many different things about this that we don't know. And like one of which could have been, you know, like you inter- like you always like when you interview people you know it's like oh like we, this guy like checked all our boxes like if you have a draft board you might be number one on the draft board and he checks off all your boxes and you're just like this is who we want in this case like hopefully one of those boxes was not that he's white but you know like that like these are all things that like are to, are to consider but then like i don't know it's like you have this rule that's important i think it needs to be there since the Rooney rule was put in place there are fewer minority coaches and like fewer African-American coaches. I think we're down to one. It's really just Mike Tomlin. And, you know, like, I think that that's problematic in and of itself, but at the same time, just like, like interview, interview the minority coach first. Like, you know, like, it's like you like, think about this, like, think about what you're doing here. And like, I, like, that's the only thing it's like, I don't know if they were really trying to skirt a rule here or if it's just like, you know, because of the way they, their decision-making process was, they just like, didn't comply with the rule, which is still wrong. Right. But that's going to become relevant because if, all right, let's say in Flores's case specifically, not necessarily the class action at large. Yeah. If he can show the prima facie case, which is all the elements, sorry for using Latin on a gambling podcast. (laughs) Um, whatever. I went to law school. Fuck yourself. Isn't, like, um, isn't spread Latin? <laughs> yeah. Duh. Something like that. Parlay, yeah. <laughs> Parlay is for sure Latin. Not for sure Latin. Latin. <laughs> um, anyway, like, he has to show, like, that he's a member of a protective class, that he's qualified when he applied for the position. Uh, despite being qualified, he has to show that he was rejected for the position and that the position remained available after he was rejected and the defendant continued to seek applicants from similar people with qualifications. Yeah, it's really not a high bar. No, so it's going to shift to where the Giants or the NFL, I guess, is going to have to. It's weird. See what the class it's actually is. Like, I don't know yeah. who they're really aiming at. No, and like I think that specific instance, then you have to look at the Giants organization, not the NFL. Yeah, In which and I case, think that- Bill Belichick's fucking text messages mean nothing. Doesn't mean anything. So, exactly. and I think that's the problem here too, is that by suing the NFL and like bringing the NFL into this and trying to make it a class action, you've essentially removed the NFL from being able to say like, yeah, like the giants, like you fucked up. Like you, like this is a problem. You violated the rule because they, at this point they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we didn't do anything. The giants did everything right. You know, uh, like they complied because they don't want to be saying like, oh yeah, like they messed up, you know? So this is, this falls right in line with like your eyes being bigger than your stomach. Yeah, and like if like, you want to have a successful lawsuit, you probably should have just gone straight to the Giants at the Giants. Maybe include the NFL as in like you know, respond at superior if you are into that. More Latin, suck it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like the Giants are gonna have to show that they didn't make um this decision based on anything arbitrary yeah. or anything that could be like implied that it was racially motivated. They yeah. need to show I, that, like, there's a legitimate reason why they didn't pick him. Yeah. And I, 
that's pretty much it. Like if they say like we didn't pick him because of this specific statistic, if you're based on like on someone's track record, that's how I've usually seen these cases. It's somebody who got laid off or fired for cause yeah. typically. And they're saying that it was based on, you know, the fact that they were discriminated against, blah, blah, blah. And the way the easiest way you can fill out like the legitimate claims from the non-legit, not so legitimate claims was like the employment track record. Yeah. If you saw somebody's HR file that was like, you know, you could use it as a, a foundation to a house. Probably not a good case. No. Probably going to get tossed. No. And like, um, I, and and even you have a is, few, if you have a few violations or whatever, a couple of like, you know, smudges on your record, that's not necessarily disqualifying either. But I mean, like if let's say Brian, Brian Flores was an absolute shit coach and they interviewed him just so they didn't violate the Rooney rule, that yeah. would be a much more obvious violation. Yeah. And I think that's what the concern is here is that like, He's not really a shit coach. I mean, like he coached the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are, you know, the Dolphins. Right. Um, so and like, under that, him, like not the worst we've seen. No. So I, I I think that that's there's like a couple different issues here. But I think the problem is it's like it's one thing to be able to show discrimination. And then it's another thing with this lawsuit, because like the Rooney rule doesn't apply for certain things like the Rooney rule applies for coaching um, and like he brings even in the lawsuit they bring in colin kaepernick they bring in like other stuff like that yeah that's and, again that's that pr spotlight they're like remember yeah, this remember this look at that exactly yeah. so it's like there's a lot of stuff that's like not really relevant in terms of like the case itself and like the merits of the case because what i'm looking at here is they're like, he's basically saying that you know it, like in you let me know if this co like goes with, along with your understanding of like the lawsuit, but like specifically in regards to the Giants, it's that he's saying the Giants already made a decision before I was even interviewed, and that's a violation of the Rooney Rule, which is different than discrimination yep. because yep. the discrimination is saying like you were discriminated against because of you know your protected right. class. So right. that, the, the, I think you're 100 percent right. The lawsuit would be the discrimination. Uh, alleging that he was disqualified because of his status as a protected member of a class or member yeah. of a protected class. Yeah. That is not the same as just violating the Rooney rule. You're right. Yeah. Cause like the Rooney rule is not a federal offense. No, it's not, not like, yet. Like, so yeah, like it might be at some point, but imagine the municipality having to do this with like Pee Wee coaches. Yeah. So that's the thing, because if he, that's funny, <laughs> but like, it's, but like, that's the thing though. So like, if he's able to prove, you know, like, okay, like the giants violated the Rooney rule, the Rooney rule is like entirely separate from a discrimination claim. So like at that point, like, it's like, great. Like, congratulations. You showed that the giants violated the Rooney However, rule. However, you can use that. Yes. Because using that violation of the Rooney rule to say that they chose, they didn't choose him for uh, a legitimate reason they're saying that the, the only legitimate reason was to not violate a rule that was put in place to encourage um diversity yes so, so i mean that's you know that's a win for their side still although it's, it's not bad. completely yeah. indicative of how the lawsuit will turn out yeah and i, th I think the it's like they put the nfl in like a weird spot and like I'm not, I'm not like protecting the NFL at all because the NFL is just, you know, it's, yeah, we ain't, but we ain't bootlickers. We don't do that. No, no. Like the NFL is like its own worst enemy anyway, but like <laughs> they, like they're in a position where they can't really do much because if they, like you said, like if they say like, yeah, the giants, like you got, we're going to do an investigation and we determine that you violated the Rooney rule. Then it actually gives this lawsuit some teeth. 
Yeah, that's definitely so, a weapon that they can use in the court in the courtroom. Yeah, so like if the NFL's like, look, like we want immunity, or like I don't know if that's really the term in civil law litigation, but the thing is like, you're never gonna do that. Like, why would you let the NFL off the hook? Like, they are the big fish. Yeah, if that's you put them in your sights in the complaint. If that's really who you want to go after, you can't let them off the hook. Yeah, and like the NFL, it behoo- it basically behooves the NFL at this point to say like, no, they didn't violate anything. You know, yeah. and just say, like, we did an investigation. Like, what are you talking about? Like, They're they officially co-defendants. Yeah. like it's, <laughs> Get your it's, story it's, straight, fellas. It's fucked. Yeah. Like, it's totally, <laughs> it's totally shot. So I, I, like, I struggle with this one. I think it's very interesting legally because it's like, does now, does the NFL have to, like, basically say, like, we will hire an independent investigator to determine whether or not a, the Rooney rule was violated here because, like, it obviously could negatively impact us in a lawsuit. Right. So that's this is all happening right now live. Yeah, it's, it's a long crazy. day for Mr. Goodell. Yeah, it's it's really wild. I hope he's sitting in that chair, you know, that Monday night yeah. football chair. I don't know whatever. if did he get did he get the loaner back? He loaned it to the uh, Hall of Fame, didn't he? Oh yeah, he did. He did. He did. I don't know if it's still there. You think he just like flew out to the Hall of Fame to sit there and ponder? Uh, he, like, he this he is a big document. Something. I got to go read this in the chair. Let me fly out. <laughs> he probably did something, but time to go to Canton. I, yeah, I, like I think that some of the the other interesting things in this lawsuit were um, the parts about like the boat uh, where he was invited onto the yacht. Like that was really interesting, and I, like and the stuff with the Denver Broncos. So I don't know if you have any opinions on that or not. Uh, I like I know boat thing's sketchy. Don't do shit on a yacht ever. Yeah, the boat just thing's don't. weird. Boat no, that's not weird. even legal advice. That's just normal person advice. Yeah, don't, don't do that. That like makes me feel. Like there's some teeth to the discrimination part of the lawsuit because yeah, where there is a kind of a conspiracy behind the scenes to make it appear as if, you know, we're only doing, we're not just doing this to satisfy a rule, even though you absolutely are. Yeah. It's like, if they can show that they did that without having their actual candidate in mind. And they just were like, we'll use Brian Flores. So we, we can cross the, you know, cross the T here in yeah. the rule. Yeah. That's also going to be considered discrimination. Yeah, like it's definitely the whole thing is like very odd. And I I just I can't I have trouble like understanding or like like the whole the whole thing with the boat was basically they brought him on the boat and were like you should lose and like we want they wanted to set up a meeting with like a quarterback and like tamper and he and Flores basically said no like I'm not doing that like that's against the rules. So I like I could totally see how he feels blacklisted at this point because it's like I'm not saying that every coach in the NFL is breaking rules with like tampering or or anything because like I don't know that and I don't really think that everybody does do that. But I could see a situation where you know, if you give, if you basically tell the owner to like go shove, they're going to go fucking talk to the other owners and be like, nah, this guy's a pain in the ass. Like don't hire him. Absolutely. You know? Even no matter how much the owners hate each other, they're all part of the same billionaire asshole class. And yeah. they're willing to burn every dollar they have to fuck you over if you wrong them. Exactly. So they're all I, fucking Jerry. Yeah. They're all, as much as I hate to admit it, every one of them is just like Jerry. Jerry just doesn't hide it. Exactly. And I mean, I think the thing is like the argument that they're putting together is compelling. Like, I think that it like facially you say I I could get behind this. Like I can understand where you're coming from. I could understand like how this is working out, but at the same time, it's like, this is a tough one. Yeah. You know, so I very excited as someone who is not very excited by the law frequently. I'm very excited to see where this goes. 
Yeah, me too. I'm like very interested to see, you know, what, what exactly happens here. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to figure it out as we I go. Think, I think the most interesting aspect will be if we find out whether or not these are actual text messages from Bill Belichick. I, so, okay. So they're in the complaint. I didn't think they were this. in the complaint when I first saw them on Twitter. They're in the complaint. It's real. Yeah. Like Allegedly there's, real. there's a message in there. That's like, there's a lot of exclamation. There's a lot of punctuation. There is like a less than 0% chance that Bill Belichick <laughs> like that. Like, I 100% agree. I can't imagine it. Like, I'm, like, we can, like, sounds like you have landed. Congrats. Things are almost spelled correctly. Yeah. Giants with a million, like, question marks and explanation points. Got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Right there as well. Why would he use an ampersand between Buffalo and New York when he could just type out and much quicker? Yeah. Weird. It's weird shit. Weird. Just all of it's weird. We have to subpoena Bill Belichick's cell phone, and if we see some things about the footing footballs, so be it. Right, right. So it's the whole thing is is just like bizarre, and I. It's funny because like then the last text message he signs BB. So it's like you wonder if like did the assistant like make this mistake? You know what I mean? It's like it's was so this weird. really? It's like was this really just on the assistant like fucking up and like yeah, sending was, the wrong message? I was making the guy I make kneel over in front of me so I can put my feet up, do my texting for me while I talk. <laughs> it's just like it's hilarious because it's just like I could totally see that being the case. You know what I mean? Um, so it's the whole thing is like a bit bizarre. I don't know to what extent like they're going to be able to prove both. I think that like if there was no lawsuit and like the lawsuit was dismissed, I could see them being able to prove like one thing, but I do think the lawsuit absolutely complicates stuff here, you know? So um, we'll have to see how this unfolds, but I do think that there's some teeth to, to the argument. Like it sounds good. It flows well. Um, it's not over a hundred pages, so you know. It makes like, it seem they, more legitimate somehow. That yeah, way. like I feel like they like they weren't just throwing <laughs> like, they weren't just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. Like, they like they like really they thought, thought about, about this. It. <laughs> you know, they like thought about it. It's not just like it's not just a joke. But I think that like as in terms of like a bigger picture, it's like it just sucks that you know this is happening, and you know it's like we kind of dealt with a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, we, we've dealt with a lot of discrimination. We've tried to work through that over the past, you know, obviously like centuries, but, you know, like in particular over the past like year and a half or two years. And it's a shame. Like you see the NFL, like they put the stuff on uh, like these messages in the end zone on people, players. Yeah, helmets. Says end racism like, right there in the end zone. I don't know how the fuck this happened. Yeah. How it's this like, happened? yeah. So it's like, you know, a lot of it's, a lot of it makes you look at it and you just go, yeah, like it just sounds like a lot of this was fucking optics. Exactly. And That's what I do like about it. It kind of points out that they're just trying to pay lip service to the whole thing and truly yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's, it's not, it does, it makes everything else seem less genuine, which, mm -hmm. which sucks because I think that, you know, it's like, it seemed like there was progress that was being made. Um, That's and just I it. If it's not actually being made, they need to pierce that veil. Yeah, like another legal I, term, throwing it at you. <laughs> my, J, my JD is on fire right now. I can feel it burning in my pocket. Right, and like I could understand, like when they were talking about, like I, like I don't think that it's perfectly comparable to the Colin Kaepernick situation. Either. No, it's totally because, different because, like that, like 
we, we can debate and like we've had this we've had this argument before about like how like how the um, like whether Colin Kaepernick was qualified to be an NFL quarterback the threshold to be like a quarterback in the NFL is one thing like when you're like all right like years later like are like are you qualified you know what I mean whereas with you know, with this, it's like, he was literally just a head coach. You, your physical skills don't matter. It's not like he's like 90 years old or something. And they're like concerned he's going to die. Right. By the time they get past like the initial discovery phase with Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick's issue, if they ever like sued yeah, all the way like, through, he'd be fucking 42 and like would not be obviously a quarterback anymore. Exactly. So like, it's a little bit different of a situation. <laughs> like Flores is a pretty young guy. And this is like, this is legit. Like, I think that like, it's not going to be like one of those things where you go, Oh, like this is a moot point at the end of the day. Like he's, you can coach like till you're in like, you're basically like 80, you know, like you could do that. Like, it's not crazy. So I I understand why he's making this lawsuit. I understand why he's making this like a big deal. And I think that there that's like valid, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see how this unfolds. I, I hope that the Giants like did everything above board. Uh, That's what scares me the most here, just personally, as a Giants yeah. fan. I feel like we're in limbo, even though we've technically made the hire. It's brutal. Like it, you know, it's like you want to support your team. I didn't even want to wear my Giants hat today because uh, I was like, this is problematic. <laughs> like you know, like uh, yeah. I mean, if if they're gonna go ahead and have to redo the entire team, because uh, we might be the center of this whole issue, um, that's gonna be really shitty for me. I have a lot yeah. of Giants memorabilia laying around that. Yeah. I don't want to be like a Washington football fan one day where I got to hide all my shame. I know. Like, I don't really know what the takeaway is. That's the other thing. Like, I don't know what you do at this point with, you know, like with the team, like it's like maybe they're forced to sell or something. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I would not be mad at getting new ownership. No. I mean, someone needs to tell the matters. It's not 1958 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like we need uh we need a running quarterback yeah so we'll you know we'll we'll see how this unfolds but I, i'm very interested i hope that this was you know enlightening or like i hope this explained a little bit of this to the listeners i think that this is like a very confusing situation like where you like read this lawsuit or like you see a 58 page lawsuit that has like the little tiny thing on the side when you're scrolling on on your phone you're like oh my god this is so long um so (laughs) you know like at least this this might be helpful for you um so if it is you know hit us with that retweet you know um but Corey, any last words on this uh no we'll keep you updated all right so the we're gonna t- we're just gonna head on to our picks over here. Like I said, this pick I know this is gonna be an active pick. I'm looking at the spread. I don't really even understand why the Grizzlies are only two and a half or two point favorites against the New York Knicks on the road. But I am. I'll put it this way. I'm a little concerned because the Knicks beat them twice last year in both matchups. And the thing that the Knicks are good at, which is not very many things this year, is they are really good at slowing things down. Uh, and the Grizzlies, as good as they are, they they aren't as good in the half court as they really should be. They score the majority of their points. Like their strength is in transition. And I could see the Knicks like slowing this game enough where it like kind of clogs them down and it might, you know, impact John Morant's ability to, to score. 
So one of the guys, and everybody knows this, I love Desmond Bain. I think Desmond Bain is fantastic as a player. Um, and we're going to bet on his over either two and a half threes, or if they moved it up to three and a half, we're going to bet on the three and a half. Part of why is that in both games last year against the Knicks, he actually did this in like relatively limited minutes. Uh, he only played 23 and 26 minutes. He plays significantly more minutes than that this season. And he hit three and four threes against the Knicks. Um, another thing is the Knicks, like, although they, they actually have like a good allowed effective field goal percentage um, and they have the 12th best mark at, uh, you know, defending, you know, uh, defending the three point line. Uh, part of the problem is, that the Knicks, like, they give up a lot of opportunities. They give up a lot of three-point shots. And, like, while, you know, opportunity doesn't necessarily talk about, like, whether or not it's going to be a good shot or not, the Knicks give up three-point shots at 40.8% of opponents' shots to come from three-point range. That's the third highest frequency in the NBA. That's, that's just incredibly high. And the problem with that is that, you know, you're looking at this team where Desmond Bain just can cook. Um, he's an excellent shooter from outside. He's and his home road splits have been incredible at home. He number one, the last the other day against the 76ers, he just set a career high, dropped 34 points. He's red hot. And if you really look at this, you know, he's averaging over 21 points at, on the road, over 3.8 threes on about 7.4 attempts. And that's about like one and a half threes more per game than when he's at home. So I like this spot for Bain. Uh, you know, he's taking he's taking and making, he's shooting 50.9% from three point range on the road this season. We're at a point where like of the season where these home and road splits actually matter. And against the 76ers, I gave out his points and I also laddered his threes. What I'm doing in this game is I'm going to ladder his threes because I think that this shot is going to be available to him and he doesn't necessarily need as much volume. Uh, the one thing the Knicks are decent at is like, you know, due to some of their size, the way they slow the game down, I could see him maybe like having a more limited offensive output and like you just have less opportunities. Uh, but, you know, the Sixers play slow too and he was able to put up a monster game against them with 34 points. So, I think that this is a good opportunity. I'm going to be looking to take this. If it's at two and a half, it's going to be juiced to probably like minus 150. We're going to take it and then we'll take the over three and a half threes, which is probably going to be about like plus 174 or so. Um, if this opens at plus three and, or at over three and a half, it's probably going to be around like plus 140, just because of the way, you know, these books have adjusted on him. Uh, and we'll probably see over four and a half at, you know, maybe like a 350, 360 number. So I, I think that you take these, I think that you sprinkle the alternate lines here and we go with it. So I like Desmond Bain over two and a half threes. And if it's three and a half, then I also like that. So I think that that's 100% an option. Now, the next game that I want to talk about is the Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz. Now, one of the things that's been interesting about this game is that Jokic is playing last night or was playing last night is playing right now, like while we're recording and it, it's, I'm a little surprised that he's playing today. Like he really does need like a, a rest. He needs a little bit of a break. The guy just is a freak at the end of the day. I don't think he's going to sit during either of these games. Um, he's got a great opportunity here 
to really like win this game against the jazz, which is important. It's an important game because it's a divisional game and it can really affect them in terms of tiebreakers. It can affect them in terms of, you know, how the postseason is going to shake out and who they might match up against. So I think that we really need to look at this and say, okay, yeah, I get that their, the line is being put up as a plus two right now, but if the jazz, the jazz already ruled out Rudy Gobert, who is dramatically important from a defensive standpoint, but he's also really helped their offense this year. So without him, I think that that's like very problematic for the Utah jazz. And then, you know, looking ahead as well, they're not going to have Joe Ingles. He's out for the rest of the season because he tore his ACL. And, and besides Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell was already ruled out with a concussion. So we're looking at like a scraps group of players here for both teams. You know, obviously the, the Jazz are going to have Mike Conley still, but this is a tough spot. And I think that given the importance of this game, Jokic is going to play. I don't think he's going to take his, I don't think he's going to take a rest day. I think he's going to play. And I think that's why we can take this Nuggets plus two. If he doesn't like, but I think it's one of those, you got to be ready to, move at like a moment's notice so if he plays i like this down to a pick him and if he doesn't play i'm probably staying away from this just because i don't like the, the nuggets don't have a lot besides him on this team uh you know like they're gonna get jamal murray back at some point but i i just don't i, I have trouble trusting them in this spot without Jokic playing and they've been awesome over the past couple of weeks with him. So that's kind of why I'm saying like, I think that this is a spot that we fade the jazz. I think the jazz are, they're kind of like struggling. They wanted to make a move and they couldn't. And over the last two weeks, they're one in six with a minus 5.5 point differential compared to Denver, who is six and one with a plus 7.8 point differential. And they have the number one offense in the league. So I think that this is a spot where if Jokic plays, we're betting on the Nuggets. We're taking the plus two. We'll take it on the money line, and that's all we need to know. So uh, it's it's tough to lock this one in early, but just be prepared, and then also know that this there's this threshold. So uh, if 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 the line really swings a lot and it swings hard, and we're seeing like Nuggets minus four or something, I'll fire out a tweet and let everybody know if that's a play that we're going to take. But as of now, I would lean Nuggets plus two, and you know if if Jokic doesn't play, we, I think we just got to stay away despite how bad the jazz have been over the past couple of weeks. And then finally, the last bet that I'm going to give out is the Mavericks uh, first half spread. I think it's going to be around six based on the full game spread being around 10 and a half right now. I'd imagine it's going to be around six. If we're looking at point differential over the last uh, two weeks, the Mavericks are listed at eighth. There are plus 2.8. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are one in five with a minus 6.8 point differential. That's 27th in the league. Look, the Thunder are not a good basketball team. They are in 27th on the season at minus 6.8 in terms of adjusted net rating. Their offense is abysmal. It's at 102.1. Uh, and you know what? We could even take, I think, the under on the Thunder's team total. I think that that's a play. I would only sprinkle it. I'm a little concerned. I think it's going to be really low because the spread right now, it's a 10 and a half. The total at this game is 207. Like, are we about to see like a 98? 
like or something on a team total. That's so low. But SGA has just been ruled out through the all-star break. The tank is fully on. I think that we can, I think we can lay a couple points here in the first half and back the Mavericks, who, you know, whether Porzingis plays or not, I know he's he's a little bit banged up with the knee. I think that the Mavericks have more than enough to beat them with one of the best defenses in the league. They uh, they have the fifth best adjusted defensive rating at 107.6. And I think that they can fully, you know, neutralize whatever type of offensive attack the Thunder can put together. So the picks for this week are going to be Desmond Baines points over on his threes, the Nuggets plus two if Jokic plays down to the money line, even uh, down to a pick em. And the Dallas Mavericks first half spread, I'm projecting it at minus six right now. So those are our picks. We're going to try to cash that on these picks this week. And that'll bring us to pods and recs. So producer Corey, any recommendations? I'll recommend you go follow at meme museum underscore on TikTok. Oh yeah. What's that? It's this hilarious account that I found where it's just a video of this guy doing the running man set to music. It's got a real vine vibe to it. Uh, Miss vine, Vine. desperately miss vine. So, you know, it just brought me right back to where I I felt comfortable hitting that little green icon and just scrolling away seven seconds at a time. I love that. I'm I'm fully here for that. All right. So what was that? What was that handle again? One more time. It's at me museum, M E M E M U E S. I fucking lost myself. I can't spell, man. M-E-M-E-M-U-S-E-U-M underscore. You got to admit, that's hard to say out loud. That It's not an easy one. It's really that's not hard easy. to do out loud. Um, so I'm going to recommend a variety of things. I uh, if, if you haven't been seeing it on socials, I've been appearing on the Buckets podcast as well. Uh, I would recommend that. I usually appear on Thursdays and Fridays. Um, Fridays, like every other week, it's a little bit more That's when I'm allowed to loan him out. Yeah. And then uh, on Thursday, it's every Thursday, it's like a 15 minute episode, maybe 20 minutes. And we just talk about the the slate for the Thursday games. Uh, so those actually come out Wednesday night. You can watch it live on YouTube uh, the buck, on the Thursday workshop one. So you can get the lines that I'm looking at and, you know, you can get ahead of it a little bit, which is kind of cool. Uh, plus, you know, you get to see me look so pretty. Um, <laughs> so so um, Joe does have a ring light. Go check it out. Yeah, I got a ring light. So I I am going to recommend that. And I'm going to recommend ground chicken. Uh, It's, you know, it's cutting season. We got to we got to get back in the game, back in the swing of things. I like it a little bit better than ground turkey. I think it's a little bit more expensive, but I don't know. There's something about the flavor. It's uh, it's a little bit. I don't know. It, it just, it gets you there a little bit better. I think that the turkey's a little turkey's an inferior meat. I've been saying this for years. Yeah. Like just the chicken's the better. You know, so I'm going to recommend ground, ground chicken, not ground turkey. Yeah. Fuck Um, turkey. Yeah. Fuck you. Not like the country. I don't know, but you know, the country, the animal, (laughs) the animal, specifically the cooked animal. Yeah. Like it's, it's okay. Um, Very mediocre. Yeah. Like I'm just going to blame eating too much on the (laughs) stuff that comes out of you. Wait, you chemical (laughs) filled fucking tryptophan or whatever. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm going to blame chemist. You fucking turkey. Yeah, like I can't have ground. Why turkey. you got tryptophan I'm, turkey? I'm just gonna fall asleep at at my desk now. How's I'm this back bit? Can I use this five minutes? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I just have Thanksgiving based stand up <laughs> album dropping soon. 
Yeah, let us know. Let us know if you like this. Uh, <laughs> if you like this kind of content, so um, <laughs> let us know. Uh, let us know uh, if you liked having our guests on. Let us know if there's anybody that you want to see. And you know, we're gonna get back to it. And let's cash that. I never 